We're back for another episode of Do You Follow? And we have so much intel to share with you guys because we just hosted the first ever Savvy Summit, which is a social marketing conference put on by our very best friends, Tash Hudson. (laughs) You might um, be thinking while you're listening to this, like, oh, I'm so lucky to be an original listener to the world famous Do You Follow podcast, which is now just blowing up because of our debut as conference MCs and hosts. We even played our games with in front of a live audience, which like makes me really want to take our podcast on the road and do shows. Should we do that? I mean, I'm not. I know that nobody thinks they're as great as you and I think that we are, but I feel like that's part of our charm. So I'm just going like, to lean into it. And like, I feel like we would, um, as our podcast like continues to just like erupt, yes. um, we could be like um, who weekly and do like the live podcast 100%. and like play games. The Sell Bell House, stadium. if you're listening, we <laughs> want a stage. <laughs> and it was so funny because people were asking us, like, wow, you guys are, like, so natural up there. Have you done this before? And we were like, yes. And we're like, yeah, give us a microphone. <laughs> um, but, no, truly it was – I mean, we talk about Dash Hudson all the time on this podcast, but it's only because we really mean it. And we know that people who listen to this podcast, like, have jobs that we – have now or had in the past and like we just want to make your lives easier like that's the point of this pod totally um and so we really recommend dash hudson and the team there is just like amazing and like edit this out if you think it's like not pc but like they're the nicest people in the world and it's because they're canadian right yeah yeah sure like they're so nice and like not just smart and good at what they do but like just genuinely like nice good people and i just feel it's because they're from halifax Canada. I think that has the majority of the reason to yeah, do it, why they're so nice. Yeah. But, so this event, um, like I mentioned, was their first ever summit. And there were some amazing brands in the room on the stage who were like there. I was just blown away by the quality of attendees. So we had people from Revolve. Who are not to interrupt you, but they're their customers. So yes, something special exactly. about this event. So Dash Hudson um, did a conference for their customers, like mm-hmm. an exclusive group of their customers. And it was literally like, go ahead, but like some of the best brands like in the world. Yes. So there was about a hundred people in the audience. Um, like Rachel said, for their paying customers of the tool, which we've talked about a million times, it's the best social media tool out there. So there were brands like Revolve, WeWork, um, Beauty Blender. Um, what other brands were in the audience? Yeah. Um, Everlane Way, like every kind of fashion and beauty brand who is sort of like on the rise that you could think of was there. Girl Boss was there. Outdoor Voices, Rent the Runway, Thrive Global, Urban Outfitters, Who What Wear. It was such a quality group of people. Yeah, it was amazing. And I think that when Thomas was on the podcast or in some conversation Juliet and Thomas had, she said to him like every like professional conference I go to is just like bad. Like yeah. it's just people on stage like doing PR for themselves. And this totally. felt really like a group of people that wanted to help each other. Like, uh-huh. actually, I remember when we started this podcast, after a couple of episodes, one of our, like, friends who had been a colleague before said to me, they're like, you're just giving away, like, all mm-hmm. your secrets for free. Mm-hmm. Like, you and Juliet should really be, like, charging for this. And I was like, well, we, like, have jobs. Like, we yeah. don't really have time for that. <laughs> and I think it just makes people, like, trust us more totally. and, like, want to work with us more. And, like, we... I don't know. It's fun. It's, like, fun to help people. And I felt like that was the vibe at Mm -hmm. this conference. Mm -hmm. And, like, the big – we'll get into some of our learnings from the day. But I think the biggest takeaway 
from Dash Hudson and like how they've built their business and what they do for their customers is that is that they just listen to their customers. They they basically were like the way that we built the initial they had one a very common startup story where it's like they raised money for one idea, the idea wasn't really working, but they had an insight from doing that mm-hmm. idea and then went to build Dash yeah. Hudson and they talked about which is like a common story you hear. Yeah. But then what they said that I felt like was so truly unique is they're like we had some advisors in the space And this woman, whose name I can't think of right now, she was like an executive at Allure, basically told them, here's what I want in a social analytics tool. There were like four main bullet points, Mm -hmm. and they just like built that. Yeah, Um, exactly. The other thing I thought was so interesting is um, the conference was, I think, 100% women with the exception of three people. Mm -hmm. A partnerships guy from Pinterest who came to speak, um, the co-founder with Low Bosworth of her company, and then there was one man, mm-hmm. and he does social at um, Fresh. Oh, yeah. And I everyone remember. else was a woman. Yeah. And it was so unexpected, but then sort of made sense. Because yeah. I think a lot of the best brands at social and at influencers happen to be, like, female mm-hmm facing brands and so they hire their customers right you know and um I thought it was like made it even more people were really comfortable and really comfortable like talking and sharing and becoming friends and I thought that was really probably totally unintended but unique yeah and there was definitely more I mean like sure at every conference there's like networking but this felt like it felt like we were, like, our own little version really of, like, genuine. the wing or something. Yeah. Like, everyone, it's such a niche, what we were talking about, but yeah. everybody in the room who was there, like, deeply understood One and another. empathized with, like, that's perfect what we're trying to do as, yeah. as, like, digital social marketers. Because I feel like sometimes, like, to be totally honest, it's, like, something that people don't always take totally seriously yeah. and, like... Uh-huh. I felt like Revolve was such a good example. It made me so happy. It's, like, this company just IPO'd. Yeah. And it's, like, everyone that works there, like, is the customer, and Uh the customer becomes the employees, and it's all, like, you know, women who just really believe in their product, and, like, Mm -hmm. we'll get into it more, but when they were talking about influencers, she was, like, these are our real friends. Yeah. And it's something you, like, can't scale, and you can't fake. Yep. And it Mm -hmm. just, I don't know, I felt like that vibe was, like, present. Completely, Yeah. So, okay, there was a couple of things that we wanted to talk about that we learned from the summit. Um, A couple of things. So, like, Rachel was on a really good panel um, talking about, like, oversaturation of engagement in social media. Mm -hmm. And talked about, like, the most important metric that we look at at Love Stories to you on Instagram, which is saves. And that's right. not something that is front-facing. Yeah. It's not like a like or a comment that you can clearly see, which are still important metrics. But saves really are about, like, the intent of the user. Right. Um, and something that the person who does social and marketing for Thrive Global said on the panel was, like, kind of saying, agreeing with this and saying, depending on your brand, like, your brand might not be might not be something that people want to publicly engage with. So, like, they often talk about, like, mental health issues and things like that. So saves are also important for them because it really kind of signifies that they're, like, it's resonating with them. Maybe they're not going to, like, blast it and share it to all of their followers. Right. But, like, the message is still really strong. I, like, resonate with that. Like, when I was pregnant and um, now, like, just learning about, like, different things about, like, breastfeeding, like... I feel like there's been so many posts that I've saved. Yep. Mm-hmm. And maybe I liked them. I can't remember. But the point 
I feel like when I like something, it's like, oh, I like that dress. Mm-hmm. I like that meme. It's funny. I like, you know, the decor at that wedding. Yeah. Like, I actually like it. Right. And when I'm looking at something that has, like, breastfeeding tips, like, the action that comes to mind is to save it. Like, oh, I'm going to use that later. Yeah. And not that I'm afraid of anyone to know that I liked it mm-hmm. or commented, but it's just, like, it's not like a a light thing. It's yeah. not like, oh, I just like it. It's like, I need that thing. Right. Like, likes are, like, slightly more passive than I think a save. Yeah. They're just like, yeah, the word that comes to mind is, like, lighter. Yeah. Or, I mean, they can be heavier. It's like, if you see a political statement that you really agree yeah. with, you're going to like it. Uh-huh. Um, or if you um, see, like, an inspiring quote, you know, that you really like, oh, this would, mm-hmm. I'd like that. You yeah. know, but it's like, if you see a pair of shoes you want to buy, you're going to save it. Or if you mm-hmm. see, like, a graphic about, like, a nap schedule and you want to, like, use that, mm-hmm. you're going to save it. You know, totally. it's just different. Yeah, we played Saved by the Gram. We played all of our games with the audience, which yeah. was really fun. Mm-hmm. Really but was. I was asking people, like, are, do you like the things that you save? And a lot of people mm-hmm. were like, no. They're, like, totally separate behaviors. Yeah, 100%. Which I thought was true and interesting. Yeah. 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 Um, okay, what else did we learn Girlboss was talking about this idea of not overthinking originality when it comes to posting, which right. I thought was really interesting. Me too. I feel like there's a way to do it. So they have a meme of like, here's what it means to be a female entrepreneur or something like that. And they like repost. It's like something funny. Mm-hmm. And they basically like repost it once a month and it always gets tons of engagement. And it reminded me of two like really specific things. Like one um mean girls like every year on october 3rd everyone posts all the mean girl memes no one ever gets sick of it no one's ever like i saw that here before or another example is like every single wedding account you follow on instagram has posted the friends women sitting on the couch Mm -hmm. and no one's ever like i already saw this like they always think it's funny and what i was thinking is there's probably a way to do it where you're like we said it once and we'll say it again. Yeah, or exactly. we don't care that we've posted this before. We think it needs to be said again. Like, mm-hmm. you could lean into it and be like, we posted this last month and y'all laughed so hard we thought you could use another laugh. Like, right. yeah. acknowledge that you're doing it. No one's going to read it. <laughs> I feel like on a meme, people don't really read the captions anyway. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it's the kind of thing that when you hear at first, you're like, wait, no, that's like social media blasphemy. And right. then you realize, like, yeah, why not? Yeah. You know? And if it goes back to one of, like, your brand tenants or it fits into your content pillars, whatever you've, like, it's all about, like, is that just reaching the goal that you're hoping it to? And it's okay if it's something that is, like, repetitive as long as you have, like, a slightly different take on it or, to Rachel's point, just, like, are leaning into the fact that you've shared it before. But I just thought that was such a interesting point that is worth bringing up because we're all out here trying to come up with like the best content and like you don't have to kill yourself thinking about like the most prolific post every single time exactly that's exactly right and I thought it was cool of her it felt very like on brand for girl boss yeah that she just like said that Totally. You know what I mean? That she I was know. like, I'm not afraid to just, like, tell you what works for us. I loved that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, something else. So Lauren Bosworth of oh, yeah. The Hills fame she and Laguna Beach, she has her own company called Love Wellness, which is a 
personal care brand. So she has a lot of like women's personal care products, basically like the new Vagisil. Yeah, I know. It, and I, at first, I'll be honest, I didn't know what personal care meant until I like looked at her site. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh. Yeah. I feel it's like it's one vagina of those, like, products. Product. It's batch products. Basically. <laughs> right. Um, but she gave a presentation. She was talking about um, how their community is really big at Love Wellness. And we were like looking at their Instagram. They have the most amazing reviews because this is such a smart thing yeah. that they're doing on their Instagram. Yeah, they're basically pulling out these like reviews that they get about their products and how it just like changed changes their life. And it's this sort of like you know, there's a stigma associated with this category of products, and people have not really found they're not really getting like clear answers from the internet or their doctors. So these women feel really passionate, feel really passionately when they find a product that actually works for them. And I think it's just really smart that they are putting this on their Instagram rather than like just keeping it on the site or kind of keeping it. It's amazing. In their and it's sort of anonymous. Well, it's interesting. So sometimes I do this, like if I post about something on my Instagram and I get like a DM about it, like, oh, I had that same problem or I suggest this or whatever, I'll share that DM on stories, but I'll like cross out the person's name and face. Mm -hmm. So that way I don't have to ask them, like, is it okay if I post whatever? Right. And I'm looking at these and it's interesting and they don't say the name, but they do have like the user's Picture. picture. Yeah. And I'm curious... If they ask if they can use them, or if they don't ask, or if these, or they do ask and people don't care, or like, right. I'm so curious because I feel like, I guess maybe I'm sounding sort of old school, but I think if I was leaving a review or giving feedback about like a VJ product, I wouldn't <laughs> like want my face on it. Yeah. I don't know. Right. Because it is something they could easily crop out. Yeah, but I wonder if it's, like, part of their brand, right. like, transparency yeah. and stuff. I know. Lauren Bosworth also said on stage that plain text emails are, yes, I like, thought this was so interesting. a tactic that has really been working for them. She said that they, like, sent it when something – there was an issue with shipping, and they wanted to just kind of get the messaging out there that, like, orders were going to be delayed, and they gave something, like, back to their customers – but they were working really quickly, so they didn't have time to make something super designed. So they just decided to do a plain text email from Lauren herself. Yeah. And it, like, got the most opens, yeah, engagement, even, like, revenue yeah. from this, like, email that was supposed to be sort of like an apology. Um, so they started doing this on a monthly basis, just like a letter from Lauren. And I thought this was really interesting. And I remember, like, we tried this at Birchbox it used to- for Molly. Yeah. And Molly would, like, write a letter from herself and sort of talk about like new products she was trying and it did really well and I think it's like it only works when you have like a sort of like public facing figure or like that trust with your community already Mm -hmm. like if you're sending this and like this is the first time you're ever like talking to your customer base it's gonna feel a little bit out of left field but if like your brand has a sort of front-facing person that is in the Instagram content that yes. is like speaking yes. on publicly about the brand, then it really can work because you sort of feel like that one-to-one connection. I also remember at Birchbox, some of the best performing emails were the Your Box Has Shipped email, mm. which were just text. It was like an automated email yes. telling people that their box had shipped. And like mm-hmm. at Love Stories TV, some of our best performing emails are just the automated emails that go out to filmmakers saying how many views they've had on their videos. So yeah. I think it's good to remember like 
the content is always more important mm -hmm. than the formatting. So like if you have something that you know is going to get people's attention, just the communication, you don't have to like go overboard designing it and making it beautiful. Totally. But on the flip side, like for our content emails where we want people to get like interested in a particular wedding, we do have to show like a beautiful image of that wedding. Yeah. Because like the content itself might not just grab people's attention. So mm -hmm. I think that's like something important to think about. Yeah, definitely. Um, another thing that was brought up at the conference was, I forget who said this, but like the idea, like doing things that don't scale is still, can be important yes, for your yes, brand. Yes, yes, yes. This was, was it, like my favorite thing of the Is day. it Way? I think Way was talking about this. Way and Revolve. Yes. Yeah. Um, and this is something, especially at like, if you're working in sort of like a very, um, like, tech type of startup or like a mm -hmm. place where data really trumps creativity. Uh, it can be hard to push things through that don't have like a very specific um, ROI, like long-term ROI in terms of scaling. But it's still really important. And I think it's like worth, especially is like, you sort of talked about this at the conference, but social marketers are really sitting in between like data and creativity yes, yes. so they have to be like the gatekeepers to make both of those things like happen in harmony and sometimes that means like really pushing to invest in like a video shoot that might not have like a very clear like path to scalability but could you're like making a bet that it could exactly. impact the business in a positive way and you could sort of like use it as a pilot and tinker and figure out how to make it um, something that can be really impactful. But I think that was just something that was really important to do. And also, like, thinking about Revolve's influencer marketing strategy. I mean, they're working with, what did they say, like, 3,500 influencers now? Yeah, exactly. And they all have, like, different tiers. Yeah. And people ask us this all the time, like, when they, like, are referring to different influencer things or, like, to Revolve particularly or whatever. It's like, how do you start that program and like how do you scale it and I think what Revolve was talking about is like it's not scaled at all mm -hmm. it's not an automated program at all yeah they and I don't mean that as like a negative thing like they have an influencer outreach team that has like real relationships mm -hmm. with all these people and they were saying like some of the communications happen over DM and some happen over email and like some happen yeah. in real life because they're like real people and they're like their real friends right and you, I'm not saying you can't recreate that, but you can't recreate it using like tools and tech. Like you, mm -hmm. you do it with like humans. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so our games this week are very much tied to our Savvy Summit learnings. So um, we wanted to pull out two brands from the conference that we kind of learned a little bit more, more about while we were there and we wanted to share them with you. So the first one is Love Wellness, which is Lauren Bothsworth's um, company that we were talking about before. I remember when she launched this a couple years ago and I think she just started with like um, basically like a vaginal wash, which was like a competitor to Vagisil. Um, and I think she maybe had like a supplement or something to help with like yeast infections. I didn't which, know anything about which was like really like she she just started with like one or two simple products and has now expanded in the past year to like basically a full service like one stop shop for women's products. Can I say what's also fascinating yeah. about this is like I'm obsessed with this because I think anything that makes healthcare and answers and comfort mm -hmm. more available to women like 
I am so pro. Yeah. And I think what I, something I said to Juliet when I was learning about this, I think <clears throat> is so fascinating is like, there's such a divide, like in age, like, mm-hmm. I, even though I'm obsessed with this, like, if I had like a medical condition, I just don't know if I would like buy a product yeah. from direct to consumer or anyone but like my doctor telling right. me what to buy, even though I realize that some of these products are sold at the drugstore. Mm-hmm. Like I think I just, it's such a weird thing with brands. Like you mentioned like a Vagisil or something. Yeah. Like I don't know anything about that company, but it's been something that's been on the drugstore shelves like my whole life. Right. So I would buy that rather than buying something direct to consumer online that's brand new even though, like, logically, I know if I really broke it down and thought about it, like, there's yeah. nothing about um, one company over the other. I don't know more about either one mm-hmm. of them. So they're probably, like, the same product and yeah. just as good. But I think, like, there's something with age. Like, one, I think, like, Gen X, like, growing up in this age of direct-to-consumer, they don't – they just, like, think differently about mm-hmm. brands. And two, just because of their age, like, this product will have existed for some people's whole life. Yeah. Just like exactly. those legacy brands have existed for mine. Yeah. So it's just like fascinating to think about. Yeah. Um, like if there was like a competitor to Tylenol, like yeah. would I buy that? Right. Maybe not, but maybe somebody younger, like Tylenol hasn't been as ingrained for them. You yeah. Know? But um, I, think I just think it's really like, interesting to think about. Yes. You would go to your doctor, but your doctor is probably going to prescribe a prescription medication for you. So I think there's also something to the like, I don't know, like how all natural these products are but I think that's what they're trying to do is to like be an alternative to like the prescription that your doctor would write for you to get rid of a yeast infection and if you're not like fine if like the products at the drugstore aren't speaking to you or they're like not working for you for whatever reason I feel like that's where people are like searching the internet for answers and for some kind of like connection and like Lauren was saying they have like a medical advisory board and she really wants it to be like rooted in science and all that no no Um, I believe it and would recommend it 100% I just think it's yeah it's really this new generation of consumers who's even younger than me and Mm -hmm. I'm not that old Mm -hmm. have a level a different level of comfort yeah and and I think are going to be better served because there's more options for them right you know what I mean yeah um, anyway, I think it's really so. It's cool. I think they're building a really smart brand. Me too, and I definitely um, didn't follow them before, so that's a good you follow. Yeah, definitely. Um, mine is Thrive um, Global, which mm-hmm. is just Thrive on Instagram, and they were on the panel with me. And I actually, I knew Ariana Huffington had started this whole new thing around sleep mm-hmm. and wellness, and I had listened to podcasts like where she out. talked about her burnout, mm-hmm. but I didn't. I don't think I really could have named Thrive, like, by name. Yeah. Um, and I was really impressed with the woman who runs social and content over there, and so I started following them, and then I got this little thing in my feed. Um, it was, if you're looking at this, it was posted three days ago, so that must have been, like, October 5th. And it says, little stress relievers. And they just, like, have these little things, like, Bake a treat, eat a treat, a good cry, get lost in a good book, take a walk outside, ignore your phone, hang with a pup. If a pup is unavailable, a cat will suffice. Draw, (laughs) color, create. And, like, this isn't, like, medical advice from, like, a therapist. And, like, it looks a bit just like a cute design. But, like, if you actually stop and think, like, sometimes you just need to be reminded, like, if you're stressed, like, take a break and go for a walk. Or, like, eat a cupcake. Or, like, like, I don't know. For some reason, I, like... 
I think some people would roll their eyes at this, but I actually think it's really important. Sometimes you're like scrolling Instagram and you just get reminded of like yeah. good Especially in Instagram where it can like suck you into this sort of like comparison mode yeah, or like exactly. really just make you feel like not as good about yourself. And then you go down, you like spiral a little bit and these little things like can pull you out of it, hopefully. That's their intention at least. Yeah, and I just think... It might be one of those things that if you're like me and you're a little bit of like a skeptical like person, you could like scroll past it. But once I started looking at their Instagram, I was like, I don't know. This is like kind of sweet. Like there's another one on here that's like five compliments to give yourself in the morning. And it says, I'm making a difference. I'm someone reason, someone's reason to smile. My mm-hmm. perseverance is so inspiring. I'm really something special. I'm the most perfect me there is. And it's like, okay, you could roll your eyes at this or you could be like, it's just, like, a good reminder yeah. to, like, be nice to yourself. I don't know. Like, I'm into it, to be totally. honest with you. Um, and I think the fact that their brand is rooted in this really relatable experience that, like, someone we all know had, mm-hmm. it just, like, gives it a little more depth than, like, yeah. a random exactly. thing on the internet. I don't know. Anyways, we think those might be two brands that we um, connected with at the conference that you might not have been following. And then there's a few more that we think you really should be following just like for best practices on social. So, um, beauty blender for sure. Mm -hmm. If you're not following, um, Birchbox, obviously I'm going to give a shout out to this brand. This is another, you might not be following DL 1961 premium denim. I'm just like obsessed with their jeans recently. Yeah. Um, you've been renting them on rent. Yeah. I've been renting on rent rent the runway. Um, a few more that we think are really good if you're not following already. Revolve, obviously, mm-hmm. we talked about them already. Um, Urban Outfitters. Um, and I would actually follow Dash Hudson or if you're not already yeah. on um, Instagram because they share a lot of their, like, insights. I don't know if you're able to get their blog if you're not a customer, but their blog posts are really you can. good. You can. Their, blog, their content is great. Their content is great. Yeah. So we suggest signing up for it. So those are a few bonus do you follows for today um oh who what where yeah I obviously know them and read their stuff but I actually don't know if I was following them on Instagram before yeah and who what where is also they have birdie beauty yeah and my domain which is like home content um and they I think they're they just do a really good job at social media as a publisher agree okay so should we play um saved by the grand since we played it at the the gram yeah okay great and we were talking a lot about saves today yeah we were um I've been saving a lot of nail content because my nails are really long right now for me. Yeah, they you look can, insane. I can't believe those are your real nails. I'm blown away. Can you away. hear them? Literally the, blown away. The phone. These are my real nails. I've been growing them out and going to my amazing Japanese gel nail artist, Maki. Her Instagram is, this is also like a side do you follow? Yeah. Her Instagram is nailsbymaki, M-A-K-I dot N-Y-C. And she is incredible I will give her like designs to do and she just does it all by hand and she's so good but she's helped me to grow um my nails out so now I'm like really into doing this as my like monthly little time of self-care I do my like great nails and they last me for a while so I've been saving a lot for my next design which I'm not sure what it's gonna be right now I have like a half tortoise shell half like beigey pink color and so I have a lot of I have a lot of nails saved on my. Oh my god, I do so many. Okay, I'm gonna say a couple. So one thing I saved is um in addition to wedding videos, a lot of the videographers that we follow are starting to do um 
like day of birth videos. Mm. And I always save them whenever I come across them because I think that at some point we'll want to like share these on love stories. Yeah. So it's like literally this woman's like suffering through labor and like pushing the baby out and they made this like gorgeous like trailer video. Um, so I always save those when I come across them. <laughs> and then another one I should save, this is another one, is it's Beauty Blender shared... I actually think they took a screenshot of a tweet they shared and like posted it. And it's a meme of Paris Hilton and Nicole Richie looking like horrified about something. Oh my and God. it says when you see someone using their beauty blender without wetting it first. Uh. <laughs> so anyways, those are like three I like that, that I saved recently. So I guess I saved the creators one because it made me want to share it um, from a business perspective. Mm. Like just to prove for the 90 millionth time that Love Stories TV is doing everything right um and then I saved this meme one it's just like a good reminder that like we should do more funny memes yeah at love stories tv and I saved I guess these are all work ones really and then I saved that beautiful like day of birth video because I know that we want to like break into that category soon and um yeah yeah so those, those are, are my those are my saves I'm gonna do some more since you did three so I have okay, lots of nails sorry. on here no now I just want to participate I save a lot of memes too uh, but I also like them, which I think is like like if I yeah. like a meme, yeah, I will probably save it because I want to go back yeah, to it. And exactly, it, like, makes me happy. Totally. Uh, but this one, somebody sent this to me. The account is called Being Burns B E R N Z. I don't even know who this person is. Okay. Oh, she's on Summer House on Bravo, apparently. Okay. She posted a tweet. She like the images of a tweet that she tweeted. Signs a girl likes you. She asks you the location and time of your birth. That's so <laughs> And the Juliet. caption, I know, That's it's very so me. Juliet. The caption of the Instagram post says, unless your best friend found it already, which is a high possibility. That's so <laughs> real. See, like, I feel so like we real. could share something like that in love stories, and the caption could be, like, marry the girl who asks you. You know, like, yeah. I feel like we need to do more, like, funny. Yeah, we posted a, a meme on love yeah. stories that did really well. Um, basically saying, like... Oh, it was, like, a picture of, like, a horrified-looking, like, um, medieval times. Like, yeah. Painting. Like, Renaissance, like, painting. And it was, like, when you spend all your money on flowers and, and food, food and, and you don't have any letter left for a videographer. Which, we're not saying don't spend on flowers and food, but... Yeah. But I think memes are, like, definitely a like a category that you could really do as a brand if it fits your voice and there's a way to do it that still feels like, you know, fun and on brand for you. You just have to think about it the right way. Um, but it's stuff that like engages people and is very much Instagram culture. So this is another funny one from her. Imagine meeting your soulmate and finding out they post stories on Facebook. Uh, <laughs> I feel like we need, I'm putting these in like good. our grocery slack. Like these are funny. I like that. <laughs> yes, sex is cool, but have you ever showered and then laid in your bed in a towel for two hours? <laughs> ah, these are good. Oh, man. Oh, my God. This is so love stories. I love matching with a guy on a nap, looking at his photos, imagining if we'd get along, the fun dates we'd go on, whether I'd like his family, and where we'd get married, and what our kids would look like, and then when he messages me, not responding. Oh, my God. This is, these are, I'm sending you all of these. <sighs> Hannah Burner, you're funny. I love it. Summer house. Summer who knew? House, who knew? <laughs> Okay, so those are our games for the week. That's our recap of the Dash Hudson Savvy Summit. If you're a brand and need a social media tool, you should definitely look into them. 100%. <laughs> They're the best. All right, we will see you guys next week. As always, if you have 
questions for us about social media or influencer marketing, send us a DM. I'm at jdelphine and Rachel's at Rachel Joe Silver on Instagram, or you can email us at doyoufollowpodcast at gmail.com. And we'll see you guys next week. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Do You Follow Podcast, a podcast on social media, digital, and influencer marketing. We are always wanting to hear from you. So if you have a question that you want answered on an upcoming episode, email us at doyoufollowpodcast at gmail.com, or you can Instagram DM us at jdelphine and at Silver. We want to hear from you, so we want to feature your questions on an upcoming episode. And if you want us to do an Instagram audit of your account, your business's account, we are happy to do that as well. So just include your question and all the details, and we will feature you on an upcoming episode. And if you like the podcast, we would also love your kudos and appreciation. So please leave us a review and rate us in Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. And thanks for listening. We'll see you guys next time. Bye.